Okay, welcome back to another episode of Thinking Deeper About Growth. I have a very special guest today. She is an entrepreneur known in the world of microblading and permanent makeup and also uh, really well known for pioneering the micropigmentation. This lady is Karen Betts. Welcome to my show, Karen. Thank you for having me on your show. (laughs) So I want to start off right from the beginning because um, your story is very interesting from what I know. It started off in a very small salon where you were renting a room from a tattoo artist. Can you tell me what happened? Yeah, I rented, um, I had a hair, I had the hair and beauty salon and the tattoo artist rented the room from oh, me. Oh, right, correction. Uh, <laughs> and, Get uh, it right. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> and I had a friend at the time and she was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I went into the tattoo artist's room I got his tattoo machine. I were a makeup artist, colour expert artist as well in mm-hmm. hair and colour. Yeah. And I then tattooed her some eyebrows on. Not only did I tattoo her some eyebrows on, I actually tattooed her areolas on as well. Mm. I had to learn how to do the areolas, by the way, so I had to buy a few magazines from the <laughs> shop. But anyway... Because that's I, how we taught ourselves know, by yeah, then, right? That's how we taught ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, from the day I'd done her eyebrows and areolas... I just gave her so much more confidence. Mm. How did you feel, though? Because uh, you're obviously doing something there that's very special for someone that's very close to you. But what was going on in your your mind? Not the business side of it, but just just the emotion. I just wanted to give her something that she'd lost. Mm. So for me, I just wanted a solution. She'd Mm. got no eyebrows, she'd lost her areolas, and I wanted to give them back. And I did, and I just knew from that day, that were like tw- a good 25 years ago, I just knew that this were a career for me and I got to give that emotional feeling to more women as well and males yeah. in this world and that's where my career started. And then, so what did you do? What were your next steps? So my next steps, I got on a plane, I went out to the States, I learned how to do the eyebrow technique, I came back, I pioneered a lot of those techniques myself and then I opened up a training school in 2001. So in 2001, we opened a training school for permanent makeup. We moved on. We, we then developed more training courses. I wanted a course for somebody who got no eyelashes because people, when they'd had cancer, got no eyelashes. And then I were involved with people who got alopecia, so no eyelashes. Um, I didn't find a solution for they, those ladies, um, but what I did find is a solution for the world to then develop a, a lash extension and the lash lifting, our LVL, mm. uh, lash lifting uh, training courses and treatments, what we do today. And, and we've HD actually, brows and is your HD thing, brows, isn't it? Yes, and yeah. then we moved on to HD brows, which were a seven-step designed beautiful brow treatment, which was not permanent makeup or microblading. Mm. And all these years later, we've now trained over 40,000 salons well, uh, in the UK and worldwide. So not only have we trained those salons, we've given those people a career. Yeah. They now can go on and give their clients... Um, the confidence, you know, for having these treatments done, making them feel feel pretty, feel better in themselves when they have the treatment. What I, what I absolutely love listening to you is the passion that I feel that's coming from within. Business is always seen around making money, success. But this is, this is about passion for you, isn't it? it? Is. Do you know what? It's all about passion. So success comes with the passion and when there's nothing more I I like well nothing more I prefer than just looking at somebody's face Mm. you know when you've done a great treatment uh, and just 
just the face and also the tears on the difference in that catch it can actually make to somebody's life. Mm. I can change people's lives just by doing oh I would call simple treatments, but they're not the they're advanced treatments, so we can really change people's lives. One of the people's lives I changed um, was a young guy who got strep A. A guy called Alex Lewis. Have you have you heard or seen Alex Lewis? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he lost all his limbs and he lost all this part of his face. So it had to be reconstructed from his shoulder. Wow. And I was doing some... I would, and he, he actually came for a consultation and he said to me, can you actually do anything? He'd just got a slit, that's all. Really white... Um, no colour to, to all this area and I thought well if I if I can't do anything I don't know who can so, <laughs> I love that answer so, so I'm always a solution person yeah. let's find a solution let's see what we can do and the first day they came in for a treatment he was being filmed so as we were being filmed I heard him in the waiting room saying on camera that I've come here because Karen's going to uh, make me normal again. And I want... No pressure. <laughs> I want to be able to kiss my son because my son's really scared. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's how I felt. And they were like, yep, yeah, I can do this. Without a doubt, I can What was do going this. on in your mind at that moment? Because you've overheard something that you probably didn't think you were listening to. That's correct. So I actually just thought, I'm somebody that I take things step by step. I'll look and think, what am I going to do? What's my first step? Then, then I'll build onto it. And that's how I've built my business. What, mm. what do I, how do I start? And so when he came in, I thought, well, this is what I need to do to start. I'd got a TV crew all there filming. I'm thinking, <laughs> OK, I'm this, you've got this, Karen. 12 months later, this guy, you cannot tell, he's got yeah, he stubble, he's got lips. And you know what I loved? That his son just loved and kissed and cuddled Aww, him again. That must and be so rewarding just, and fulfilling And you know what, you. that's one of the most uh, rewarding things, just mm. knowing what difference you can change and make somebody's life. When you were actually looking at some of these people when you were going into the, the LVL, but, but just before that, and you were looking at finding solutions, as you said, you're a solution person... How did you feel when you... Because to research people going through cancer must have been quite a challenging experience. Yeah, um, it was, but I were around people going through cancer because my background, I, at college, uh, did wig making, so I were around a lot of people with alopecia and wig uh, and who needed air. Mm. So that's how I started to start, because I actually designed them, their air pieces. So it were a challenge, um, but... I love challenges. I'm a <laughs> challenge person. So, you know, for me, I just want to I want to give solutions. So do you think people. people need to prepare for challenges? Because challenges can take an individual one of two ways. Yeah. Do you prepare for your challenges or do you just stand and face them because you know you'll get over them? Do you know what? I can tell you a little secret. Any of my challenges? We love secrets. My, my challenges. <laughs> tell them what you do. I get my sticky notes out. <laughs> I get sticking it all like, right, where's my challenge? What am I going to do? How am I going to overcome this? What do I need to do? How am I going to get there? What's my plan? So what do I need to do first? And I get my sticky notes. I stick them all on the, the walls. I'm like, what's urgent? What's important? What happens then, when you hit a hurdle? You just seem such a happy-go-lucky person. I, I mean, to me, I don't feel stress. <laughs> stress is like, why, why do we want to do stress in this life? We've got too much of that going off arrest around the rest of the world. So to me, it's like... Just break it down. And actually, when I get to that little bit of a, that boundaries of, maybe I'm tipping over, I go, right, what am I going to do for the next hour? 
That's all I think about the next hour. Interesting. So, nothing else. I just go, what am I going to achieve? So nothing before, nothing, nothing ahead. Yeah. What am I going to achieve in this next In the present. That's yeah. it. And then I go, so it's very conscious achieve. living, isn't it? Yeah. Where does that come from? Uh, being... Been extremely busy. <laughs> Been extremely busy having over a thousand tasks all the time. It's almost contradictory though, yeah. because if you're really busy, how on earth are you ever in the moment? Do you know, I've really got a great system that I work with online, the digital system, and I put everything that's in my head into a system, so I have nothing in my head. Right. All goes in my system, then I prioritise. You're quite compartmentalised as a person. Every morning, every night. Is that in your personal life as well? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> didn't even take even, a breath. Even though down to my life plan, I know what I'm going to do in five years' time, where I'm going, what holidays, I know what wow. I'm going to achieve. I knew what car I was going to have at this age. I'm not going to tell you what age because I tell everybody I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I went out and bought I, it. I thought you were 30 personally. Oh, okay, so, yeah. <laughs> and I know what car I'm going to have in another 10 years' time because I've written it in my life plan and I read it every other day. Fantastic. So, so when we talk about goal setting, how do you keep that alive? I know you say you've got a life plan and you look at it all the time. Are you a visual person? Are you someone yeah, that needs to I'm listen to stuff? Yeah, I'm really, I'm a visual person. When it comes to writing, I'm dyslexic. Mm. So I find it actually great I'm dyslexic because I just think it gives me great other challenges. Yeah. So I'm probably saying... You just this, love a challenge. I'm probably saying this podcast <laughs> with all my words back to front, but never mind, it's different. You're definitely not. <laughs> so I'm dyslexic, so writing something down is a little bit harder for me than visual. So I just yeah. like loving pictures. I love that mood board pictures. I love strategizing, but it's always in pictures. Mm. So, and I love, I love doing planning. Um, so I know where I'm going. So it just it makes it really simple every day what I'm doing, what I'm going to achieve. And do you and... do your goals change? Because I read on one of your Instagram <laughs> quotes that one of your one of your most favourite quotes that resonates with you is uh, something to the effect of uh, "You're never too old to set another goal. You're never too old to dream another dream." Yeah. So. Ask, I, ask my team. I can change my goals every month. <laughs> every day. Every, every hour. Night, every month. It's like, that. right, we're going a different direction now. And I think, well, that's it. I keep on the toes. So, you know what? I do have goals and I'm going to go, I actually, I'm never fearful of trying anything. I always say, don't be fearful. Because I would always like to have tried and I want to say failed. failed. Yeah. Because I've failed so many times. Believe it or not. Are you I sure? So I don't believe you. Give me an example. I, I can give her. I can give her a great example. 2016, I found with one of my brands, HG Brows, I'd actually took a back step from HG Brows. I'd been asked to be the non-exec director. I was like, okay, I'll carry on. I've got my other brands. This is what I'll do. Then I found out I won millions of pounds in debt because I'd actually taken a back step. And we were bankrupt. So everything I did for getting to the age that I'm like, right, and a really great retiring age, I thought to myself, I took a back step, took my eye off the ball, 50% shareholder, my fault, big problem. Mm. And I was like, okay, so it looked great, we're all massive, the direction looked like we were going right. And then I come back into the brand when lots of people were asking me about like well about the payments um you're not paying this you're not paying that karen so i took a back step and then i brought my other accountant in boom you're that much millions of pounds in debt i was bankrupt everything i'd earned i'd lost if i wanted to put it that way mm -hmm. but i was like no i'm gonna take this brand on and i'm gonna own this brand 
I weren't the face of the brand, I was the backbones behind the scenes. And I thought, I'm going to take this brand on and I'm going to push this brand because I'm going to make that money back. So many more, there's so many people who we owe money to. They're going to go bankrupt. Their staff are not going to have a job. I've got responsibility here and I'm going to do this. Mm. So what happened? It took me over a good few years to get that money back. Everybody got paid. But in my head, I thought, if I can make that money, then I can profit that money. And, and here we are. Here we are. So here we are today however there were a little bit of a hiccup in between because we just got back on to being solvent mm. and then covid it yeah <laughs> that big c word oh yeah <laughs> and so then it gets told the word well karen this is before the co before the the, the government were loaning us the book furlough mm. um you've got nine weeks oh, like, here we go again nine weeks that's what cash but you love on. a challenge and now we're like go guys come <laughs> on we've done it once we'll do it again and we absolutely thrived. Considering 99% of our work were face to face. They were like, what are we gonna do? I'm not going bankrupt. Grandma, what am I gonna do? <laughs> oh, Grandma, help me, what am I gonna do? So we went back to the drawing board, but this time I got my amazing team all working, working the butt off, well, not butt, the fingers, yeah. well, yeah. the butt and fingers off. <laughs> and uh, we actually thrived, we got through it improved by 64% on the year before. And then we had somebody knocking on the door saying, Karen, we want to acquire you. Fabulous. And so we went through an acquisition last year. And, and well. so is that, so is that where, was that the pinnacle for you? Um, that's the pinnacle for me, but it's not, that's not, it's not the I'm end. Stopping. No, yeah. I'm the CEO, but there's lots more to come. We're going, I'm going to build those brands. What to should be we like look a, out for? We're going to be a billion pound brand one day. So that's what you need to look out for. We're going to be on everybody's lips. We're going to be you know world what? leaders. I believe you. We will. I, I honestly believe you I, will do it. And you know, as well, it's not that I want to make those staff, the, the team who's like really worked hard for many years. I want to help them be wealthy. Yeah. Amazing. You are truly an amazing person. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> you. I don't think I've given you a chance to speak. <laughs> That's a good podcast in my eyes. <laughs>